Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 198. Did you fly a helicopter last week? My name is Josh Canal. To my left, John Richards. My name is Neruda. And to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Does that mean somebody in this room flew a helicopter last week? <sighs> Would it be birthday-related helicopter flying? Yes! You flew it yourself. I did. Are you starting learning? Uh, I have 0.6 of an hour of uh, (laughs) going going towards my 1,200 hours for a commercial pilot's licence. Right. I now have officially 0.6. There's a logbook and everything. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. You have like an amateur... License, yeah, that yeah that's, you don't that's, have to have an instructor with you. Yeah, that's fifty uh, hours. But you were you, uh, an instructor was there. He was strapped to the back of the instructor, and uh, he just got to press yeah. the button. I've known a couple of guys have, uh, that have learned how to fly a helicopter, and they say it's extremely touchy. Welcome to Helicopter Weekly, the show that looks at helicopters. Oh, no, no, flying, no, no, no. flying up and no, down over no, the beach. No, 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 box cutters is about television, not about helicopters. Well, sometimes they have helicopters on television. <laughs> As 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 we've Hell learned, yeah. John Magnum PI, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, and the fake helicopters like Rush, Medivac, they were big on that. Oh, or geez. if you're if you're watching oh. in Canada, adrenaline junkies or police rescue really? sites. Yeah, Medivac in America, in in at least in Canada was called adrenaline junkies. You know, if only if only we had Canadian listeners who could <laughs> confirm that. I used to watch it in Vancouver. I can confirm right. that. Right. I was a very bored man. I think we do have Canadian listeners. This week's episode of Box Cutters is huge. So huge, in fact, that we barely have any time for uh, news or segments. We have... Which is good, because like we were here yesterday, and there's there's no news any since then. What do you mean we were here yesterday? Uh, uh, sorry. The, it's opposite day, because we weren't here last week, really. Wow, that's the most nonsensical thing you've ever said. <laughs> it's opposite day. You know opposite day. We have uh, one beauty you and one... You know opposite day, don't you, John Richards? I... We don't have time, Brett. One beauty and one geek from Beauty and the Geek, which starts this Thursday night. Unfortunately, we've got the Channel ugly 7. geek. What? what, what? <laughs> So, One Beauty and One Geek coming in to talk about what it's like to be on a reality television show and uh, and how Beauty and the Geek Australia may be different from Beauty and the Geek US. Mm. We also, yeah, we busted them out of the mansion. Too, yeah, we, 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 we also have, uh, and, and this is going to you know spoil a joke that comes later on in the show, but then maybe you'll think it's a callback. Mark Fennell is, uh, is going to join us during one thing. I'd to- be great if we could talk to him. I know. Wouldn't it be wonderful? He's going to show yeah. us his hungry beast. Do yes. what you can, would you, uh, John Richards? Yeah, if you could get in touch with Mark and see if you can get him on. Try and surprise us. For right. one thing. I'll, I'll Don't get, mention it again. I'll get until... my Telegram Morse code thing out. Yeah, yeah. Beep, yeah. Beep, 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 <laughs> Release the pigeons. Uh, we've, uh, we've also got a very brief I don't buy it, uh, if possible, and uh, and uh, pork. But as always, we're going to kick things off with the Box Cutters News. John Richards, ready, set, missed it. Ready, yeah, set, yeah. No, I don't don't know where you're going with that. You don't know where I'm going with it. Oh, go! 
<laughs> yes, it was the launch yesterday. As you're well aware, there was partying in the streets. There, there was uh, streamers and, and things on fire. It was amazing. When so Sunday, Sunday, our time. So Sunday, October the fourth, two thousand and nine. A day that will live in infamy. The day that Go was finally hard launched. The official hard the launch official date. Actual Never hard to launch. be relaunched. No, again. no, no, because it was soft launched back in August. Ah, well, this, they must have had some killer content for oh, that back then. But now, no, no, now with the hard, oh, the hard launch, launch, never yeah, been repeated. Yeah, new episodes of Weeds. <laughs> what? Uh, and curb uh, your enthusiasm. What about Vampire Diaries? The long anticipated hit of, of the summer, <laughs> Vampire Diaries. And of course, I'm assuming that October 4th, 2009 was chosen because it is, of course, the 52nd anniversary of the launch of Sputnik, the first <laughs> man made satellite. I'm just, uh, I'm just having a look at the, uh, the uh, Wikipedia page uh, here and there is nothing about. Uh, the uh, no, it, it, Wikipedia. Wikipedia says launched 9th of August two thousand. No, it was soft launch. Soft launch. Well, it's, it doesn't say. No, soft that. launch. It doesn't say. Soft launch. Wikipedia soft is how everyone. I'm, what I, what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Wikipedia has not been updated. You could be the first to update Wikipedia with information <laughs> about the hard launch. Listeners, race John Richards to it. <laughs> Go. Brett, what have you got? Uh, you may have uh, been aware over the week that uh, David Letterman used the platform of his program to uh, have, a, have a bit of a, uh, a, a confession time about uh, sleeping with staffers and the like, which was prompted by... I, I like to think of it as a Bob Hawke moment. Um, when he cried and, and said that he'd been mm. cheating on Hazel. Mm-hmm. Um, except I don't think that was with uh, staffers. Uh, that was with a biographer. Yes, with the which is, which is the Australian Dopinger. equivalent of a staffer because mm. we don't have staffers here. No. Was it me, is it me or was that weird that Letterman did that? I thought it was strange. Yeah, well, but for me, a staffer is is an HR representative. Not not the staffer. The fact that he went on his TV show and actually, uh, I mean, I can't understand putting a press. Well, the only, maybe, but the only the only power your... that that the the uh, alleged blackmailer would have had was that nobody knew about him sleeping with the staffers, and sure. so if, if he's out what, there, what's wrong with just saying staff? <laughs> <laughs> A staffer is someone, I'm guessing, who staffs. Cr- uh, uh, so yeah, he's only is, having sex with HR people. It is weird, isn't it? So staffer no, no, no. rather than just now I get a member of staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it's just staff. It's just staff. But yeah, but it just seemed odd rather than, you know, traditionally if, if you're about to be outed or something in England, you go and do an interview of the Times or something like that. But um, the idea of, yeah, of, of I don't know. Just doing am, I, am I about to be outed in England? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. If, if, if he... <laughs> If he didn't go ahead and, and uh, do the mea culpa, then any of his other uh, staff could have done the same thing. For those of you who don't know the news, because I'm sorry, I possibly I, I jumped in on that. It's now what, turned what was, out. What was the that, story? Uh, 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 don't worry, uh, you, you stomped all over my paragraph. But uh, there has been a charge uh, laid <laughs> against a, uh, a producer of 48 Hours. Uh, who knew about it and was saying, wrote Letterman a, a letter saying, yeah, I think there's some money coming my way. So it was blackmail, is that the idea? Get out. Um, yeah, yeah. So he's been, uh, been charged with grand larceny. Right. And what was he going to release, though, if, if Letterman didn't cough up? But it was like two million bucks information that he'd it? been screwing all his uh, stuff. But... but- uh, yeah, did he, so did so he have, so did there did was he have tapes or anything? I, mean, was there, I don't know what the proof was that he was going to release... To whom? I guess the tell-all book or something. <laughs> or 
Or maybe just a 48 hours special. I do love that threatening someone with a tell all book, though. <laughs> it's um, which I is like kind the of... idea of grand larceny mm-hmm. as opposed to fabulous larceny. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of interesting that uh, this guy, uh, Robert J. Holderman, uh, was a producer on the documentary series 48 Hours for CBS, uh, given that uh, the Brazilian uh, producer of To Catch a Thief type thing. Uh, did a kind of similar thing. You know, it just seems these documentary TV people are getting in trouble a little bit recently. Yeah, it's because they're dodgy. Yeah. And they have no scruples. Both Spe- of those are extremely dodgy. Uh, and if this turns out to be true about uh, Holderman. Speaking of uh, inappropriate segues, <laughs> Chris Lilly, Princess Pictures, and we, we've had Yale Bergman from Princess Pictures uh, on, on the show, HBO and... Australia's ABC. He's not known for Princess Pictures. He's known for We Can Be Heroes and Summer Heights High. Princess Pictures is the company. One of the best companies That's... in Australia. I'm so... saying, I'm, I'm listing people, Brett. I'm not saying Chris Lilly is Princess Pictures. I'm saying Chris Lilly, comma, Princess Pictures, who we have had members of on this show, the ABC and the US HBO channel. Have done What? are all coming together to produce a new 12-part half-hour series. Uh, the late development uh, BBC, I believe, is also involved. It's called... Uh, it's God, called everyone's in now, don't they? Angry Boys, and uh, went uh, into pre-production Monday, October 5th, which was this last Monday just gone, or today, if you're listening to it, the day we released this show. Uh, it's uh, oh, a mock documentary-style show. Starring Chris Lilly. Does he play multiple parts? Uh, quite Because I didn't see that one coming. Well, he, he's he's going to uh, be talking about what it means to be a 21st century boy uh, by putting the male of the species under the microscope, according to the media release. It's a big microscope it to is, get a body in uh, there. Yeah. Uh, this is... Especially uh, if they're standing up. The, I, I, I suppose the, uh, the uh, most interesting part of this media release is that HBO are now on board, so Chris Lilly is very soon to become the richest person we know. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, what about... Um, uh, uh, blanking on his name. Recovery. Uh, Saw. Oh, Lee, Lee oh Winnell. yeah, yeah. Lee Winnell. Uh, I reckon he's still going to be richer than uh, Chris Lilly. You know what? I'd like to see them have a fight. This is weird that you guys have like a personal fortune, you know, five hundred thing where you, in your head you've got everyone ranked. Yeah, of just of just no, they're, they're both obviously what Lee, Lee held out so that they could uh, do the directing and, and make the movie and went over to the states and, and got a deal. Chris is genius, um, so so it's interesting that they're both well off from different and, things. And when I say people we know, I mean people who I have been in a pub with when they have also been in that pub. Talking of helicopters, oh, you don't know Chris? No, okay. Here's a launch date from some geeky TV shows you may wish to set your torrents for. The Prisoner remake will be launched on Sunday the 15th of November in the US. That's not Prisoner Subwalk Cage. That's the... The Prisoner. The Prisoner with with Jim... uh, Jim, whose name I can't pronounce. Well, I think we decided it was Kale... Really? In the same way that it's Dale, Dale and Pasco. Oh, Dale and Pasco. Uh, yes, and um, Ian McKellen. That will be showing Sunday, 15th of November in the US. Will be two I think episodes I think on AMC. I think it's Ian Pasco. And then two episodes each evening after that. I think it's six episodes in total. And you may also want to set your torrents for V, the new series of V, which we've mentioned on several times. The first four episodes will be airing on ABC in America from November 3rd. And then there's a gap 
This is kind of weird. And then the other episodes will come on in the next spring, whenever that is. So I've been right. like a flash forward. Oh, yeah, and, and lost apparently and it's a yeah. They've done a lot of this apparently with ABC. Uh, I'm not sure why. The uh, the the uh, the V thing. Did, did Jane Badler go over for it? Is she is she part I of it? I don't know. I think I had heard that yeah. she was going to do a, a guest uh, role. Uh, I think I've been seeing uh, Facebook messages from her sister Alice saying that uh, they were over there together. I have to say, I found it very strange that Alice friended us all. Uh, it's like she just went through her well, sister's I friend list. I, I didn't. I didn't get. Friended. You didn't get friended. No. Oh. Oh, oh that's sorry. uncomfortable. Jane had words to say about Jane. Bad. The sister didn't friend me. Oh, sorry, John. And that is the box cutters news. Box cutters. Joining us in the what? hang on a minute. Are you serious? Yeah. Hey, guest. We want to make you feel at ease. Let's play you that idea. Yeah. What that, that, that's good. What that was that? That was uh, that. That was uh, one of our idents. And I think, I think, if I'm correct, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Brett Cropley. Yes. That was the first one that wasn't a segment that came up on the CD that you uh, found. That I, yes. 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 And you were telling me not to sound like a mass murderer. <laughs> Like. Strange thing though is that I it's don't me. feel safe anymore. <laughs> well, let's uh, let, let's introduce you, and then maybe maybe you will feel safe and uh, and, and welcoming. Uh, we we have with us two of the contestants from the new Channel Seven show, Beauty and the Geek. Corin, one of the geeks, and Jenna, one of the beauties. Welcome very much to Hello. Box Cutters. Thanks, thanks Thank for making for us, us feel so welcome. <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, sh- shooting is all finished on uh, Beauty and the Geek. Who yeah. wins? Um, actually, I'm. We don't know. Right. <laughs> Just thought I could catch you out. Yeah. It was Just, a good know, try. Yeah, thanks. I was thanks. so close. I was even thinking because I knew everyone was going to ask this. I was just going to make up people, and and then and then that'll keep them all guessing because they'll be like, "But they're not on the show," and I'll be like. Wait. <laughs> Just wait. So, so uh, Damien and Carly. <laughs> I was, was going to say Boris and Angela. Yeah. Or Locke. Oh, oh, Locke. Locke. Yeah, yeah, because he comes back from the dead. Yeah. 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 But is it really Locke? Who's Locke? Oh, I know. Well, that's, that's, it's on Lost. Oh, I, oh, that's right. So... <laughs> the, so this is the problem with this, isn't it? We've got people from Beauty of the Geek in, and it's so obvious the show generally is going to be more Corin than it is Jenna. You know, the, the, we are quite geeky. Can I object to that? I think, <laughs> I think that Jenna is, is an extremely intelligent person. And, I am, um, actually. I really am. She is. And she surprised me every day with, with the amount of knowledge she could hold in that Apparently little, my tiny mom- brain of hers. Apparently my mind is like a sponge. Yeah. I I soak everything in. The only problem is it all goes in. It just doesn't come back out. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) So there's there's some chaotic process that occurs between like registering the information and reciting it. Well, because this this is uh, one of the problems. Hello. Hello. Am I not sitting here next to you? I'm going to kick you under the oh. table. Uh, see, she registered that. Yeah. Karen. Th- th- but this, I this feel is... safe with my homeboys protecting me, though. <laughs> this but... is one of my uh, one of my issues with the show, and with the, with the US version uh, especially. Obviously, the, the Australian version hasn't aired yet. 
Uh, I've only seen a tiny little bit of it uh, and then was, you know, just thrown out of Channel 7 when I dared question any of it. <laughs> fair, fair enough, I say. It's not true. That's, that's not true. But, yes, yeah, only a little bit of it was, uh, was ready when, when I got a chance to, to watch it. And uh, my, my problem with the show before I saw any of it was that, well, here's a show that is called Beauty and the Geek. And so it's it's just stereotyping both sexes in in one way each, right? It's just you know girls are nothing but but beauty and no brains, and but we're going to try to get the ditziest girls possible and geeks. Oh, they did a damn uh, good job with that. Excuse me, I'm here, Corin. Thank you very much to tell you that the show is like yes, it looks like it's stereotyping different genres, but the show actually shows that they're not that geeky, and we're actually really smart. You know what I mean? Well, it's like, a- it's putting out there that, yeah, you can stereotype someone by looking at them, but when you get to know them and you actually hear them speak and put them into different situations, that we're actually, like, the best people in the world. But when you guys were, were going in for the show, because I must admit, I haven't seen the American one, and I, and I did find it quite a negative kind of representation yeah. of, of humanity. But um, <laughs> when, when, you, when you guys were going in, the show already existed, so presumably... You had seen it already? Had well, you seen... I, I, I mean, I'd seen parts of it, and um, as any good geek uh, would when I thought there might be a chance of getting on the show. I did a bit of research myself. Um, and, um, yeah, like, I, I sort of, you know, saw how they portrayed it and that. But the, I think the Australian one is going to be slightly different. Um, and I think it's a lot different. I think it is too. Yeah. I really do. And I think it's it's a lot more... Um, I'm going to be cheesy here. and It's a lot more heartfelt mm-hmm. and warming. And and there's some really nice moments in, in it that I think uh, are going to separate it from the US version. Because... In the US, they're all about you know ratings and all about that. They they dramatize everything, and it's it's all over the top. It's American, you know. So Jenna, had you seen it before you went on the show? I had seen it as well, and when I saw it, and some of the stupid comments the girls would say, I was like, I'm going to go in there and like not say that at all. And and with the geeks as well, like there was one stage in the American one where the one of the geeks went and got like dirt and put it on his nose to be a brown noser to like for the, another couple, like, not to vote him off. And I was like, if I get on there and my geek does that, I'm going to kick him. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm going to teach these guys how to be, like... She she did do a lot of kicking. I did. Uh, <laughs> I did a lot of kicking. Can, can I ask both of you, though, because this, this is the thing that I, I watch reality TV, and apart from The Amazing Race, I always think, why on earth would anyone do that? Why would you put yourself through that? level of exposure. I mean, why, why did you do it? Well, as I said, it's a lot different than the American show. Like, they had, like, they had, like, a lot of hidden cameras in the American one. Yeah. And this one wasn't... They weren't trying to get, like, the, that yucky, gross reality yeah. sort of feel from everyone. It was more, um, you know that the camera's there and you know it's not trying to get that secret. Yeah. They weren't I'm- trying to dig dirt on everyone, which I think was nice because, you know, I mean, it's all very well in having infrared cameras everywhere and that kind of thing. And and uh, it, it was quite... I think the American one's quite invasive in that respect. But I think... I think um, the, the Australian girls on this show are a lot smarter yeah. than the girls on yeah. the American show. Yeah. A lot smarter. It's completely different. I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, hundred percent. The girls are, are really, yeah, great girls. So, yeah. so is it is it that we just discover? Oh, they started out uh, smarter than we thought they were, and so the joke is on us because we put that stereotype <laughs> no, on. No, no, or, or is there, there, there is, is there actually growth? Like, do, do the geeks get more social? 
uh, interaction experience and, and therefore build up confidence in, in social situations? I, and and do the beauties think, actually, you know, get, learn think, stuff? I think the way that they designed the show was purely for growth, and and it, 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 I think it, you know, it's yeah. They, it, we all came, everyone came in um, needing to learn something. And uh, and we all did. We learned a hell of a lot. And at the start of the show, like, the, the gays were so quiet. Mm. End of it. I wanted to strangle them and tell them to shut up. It's almost, shut it's up! It's almost like we took over. So annoying. <laughs> I was like, so long, girls. Seriously. Can you get out of our way, please? Like, we want to party. <laughs> Seriously. Like, this. they have a few calls in the house, and by the end of it, I'd stand there and be like, can you just shut up for two minutes? I need two minutes to just think to myself. Yeah. And they'd just be like in your ear, and they'd keep on going. I was like. And all, what happened to all you? All you have to do to Jenna is just go... Stop it! I hate that! Stop it! And there's an action that goes with that that I'm not going to... No, I will literally hit him in the face. Let's not. So can I just say, if anyone ever sees Jenna... Just remember that. Don't you dare, don't you dare. I'd be like, who have you been talking to? Carry on. Sorry. Sorry, I'm so tempted right now. (laughs) Just, it's really, it feels really good. Just try it. No, please don't! Maybe. Oh, oh, I'm not even doing that. (laughs) Can I go back one step, though? Because I'll be looking forward to doing that at the end of the piece. Um, The the question, though, still, uh, uh, Jenna, specifically for you, particularly, I think, why why did you want to be part of this? What what made you want to enter this show? Well, when I had first, uh, I saw the American show on cable, and I was like, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, I wonder what this could look like. And I watched it and I thought it was absolutely hilarious. So funny. And then when I saw it um, advertising like on late night television on Channel 7, I was like, be something fun, something different. Like you get so used to doing the same thing all the time your whole life. And like I've always wanted an opportunity to get on camera because I'm so fun and outgoing and stuff. And, you know, I want Australia to see that. So that's why I was like, I just want to. You know, you may find it hard to believe, but Jenna is actually a bit of an exhibitionist. <laughs> He's lying. He's lying. <laughs> Look at me. Stop. <laughs> He's lying. He's so lying. I just, I, I, um, I just can't wait until, um, until you know it airs, and and then uh, we can all be like desperate reality TV star wannabes. That, <laughs> that's my dream. So. So one of you wants to be on on Home and Away. I'm guessing me. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Karen, definitely. Mm, yeah. Um, I'm going to take over Bernard Curry's role. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, that's my that's my dream job. Home and Away. Why did you do this gig? I originally said I did it for the hot chicks. Uh, that, and that, then he snorts. <laughs> that's actually on the promo. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to get laughing because that's embarrassing. But um, no, for me. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, that's a draw card for every guy, obviously. But it, it was more that um, I just wanted to learn more about myself. And I I really think you can learn so much by putting yourself outside your comfort zone. And by gosh, did we do that a lot. Uh, I think time. pretty much the whole thing was outside my comfort zone. And, um, and yeah, I mean, you come out being a better person, I think, from that. You learn so much about yourself and... and, uh, and, and it's self-analysis, really, I think. How, how long are you in the mansion for? Uh, eight weeks. Eight weeks? Yeah. And uh, so, obviously, you had to be away from your families, away from your friends. Uh, you're essentially sequestered. Do you have any 
any any contact with the no contact, nope. no phone, no internet, no TV, no nothing, and it like it stresses you out. You're like, what am, what's going on in there? I, like- I, I got Wikipedia withdrawal every day, <laughs> and there were things I needed to know, and I was going insane. And they're pulling out my hair, going, Wikipedia, I need to wiki it, I need to wiki it. I was even to the point where every time Bernard came, I'm like, Bernard, please. Can you can you please find out the capital of Peru for me? I need to know. I really do. <laughs> I, I just have, yeah. And I, I, well, yeah, I know that now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but what do what do people as a collective think the capital of Peru is? Because that's you know that's the Wikipedia way. Yeah, it is. True. Um, so so having seen the American version of it, it seems that they're quite uh, consciously paired up uh, a, a geek and a and a beauty. Mm. Uh, is that the same? Uh, did that work the same way uh, on the Australian version? What do you, what do you yeah, mean? Like, like or, or were the relationships between the guys and the girls uh, allowed to kind of just develop develop organically? Um, yeah. They or were d- there no relationships? Well, I mean, obviously there was, you know, if you teamed up with someone for, for whatever period, you, you're going to get pretty close to them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you, sh- you share a bedroom with what? the... So I, can't, be- I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't um, comment on that. You have to see the first. No, well, the, to, see, to see to see the setup. But uh, yeah. Uh, but in, in, I, I think. Can, can I say? Can, I can say. I can say that. In the, okay. Yeah. In the, we do. There is. There is sharing of rooms. And um. And that's another thing that was different to the American one. Like we didn't have to share a bed with our geeks. Yeah. You don't have to share a bed, no. but you do have to share a, a room. room. Yeah. Yep. And so it's you're living in such close quarters, and um, it's it's quite funny because you know there's either the option of you you guys you embrace it and you, you you bond together and you gel or um you turn into an old married couple so i th- i think there was a mixture of that in the house you deserve that you deserve that i hate you i hate you for that that is the most violence we have ever had in the box cutter studio and that includes anything i've ever done to brett if you feel bad for me Corrin you should feel worse for push, her geek because he knows how to push my buttons and he's doing it all on purpose, you little. I'm going to kill you. Uh, that like, I woke up every morning to this. Yeah. Welcome to married life, Jenna. Oh, I'm going to kill and, you. You know, you know what was so funny as well is um, I I felt sorry for some of the geeks because they they were stuck in these old married couple relationships. But at least if you're old and married, at least maybe once a month you get laid. And uh, and they didn't get anything out of it except pummeled every day. So um, oh, it was it was tough. Pummeled, uh-huh. but not in a good way. No, is what you're saying. <laughs> At least I'm not a flirt. Ooh. Ooh! Oh, that hurt a nerve. What, what has happened to our show? <laughs> <laughs> it's turned into Ricky Lake. Can we? <laughs> You slept with my brother's sister or whatever, I know. So, uh, but yeah, back back when we were That's actually quite sister. a I just, <laughs> <laughs> Back when we were quite an intellectual show about television. Do you remember last week? <laughs> yeah. Um uh, a lot of our listeners will will be writing us angry emails going how are you letting these people off with a soft ride? And normally this is the kind of TV you guys would, you know, be down on. Uh, I, I just want to say, yeah, so if someone goes to you, you guys are just doing this to get your gigs on Home and Away and the show itself is just going to be shallow and nasty and empty. I don't want to be on Home and Away. How do you respond? What, what is this show? Why, why should people watch it? People should watch it because it is awesome. No, it's going <laughs> to be so funny. Yeah. Like, the challenges that we had to do, they are, like, 
at the time I wanted to like slip my wrist and go cry in a corner. But I know now when I go back and I'm going to look at it, all I'm going to do is just stand there and laugh at myself and be like, oh, my gosh, you are a tool. Yeah. <laughs> what were you thinking when you said that? And I, 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 I think they've also edited out the uh, wrist slitting yeah. challenge. Oh, okay. they, 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 they got that, rid that of that cha- after the first week. They thought that was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a good elimination. But- <laughs> um, I, think, I think what I like about it is, um, and what I think people will love, is it's got something for everyone. You know, it's got absolute just slapstick comedy. Uh, when when you see some of the stuff they put us through, it's absolutely hilarious. I almost wet my pants once just watching some of the challenges going on. Can I say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said kill and you and slit my wrist, so yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure you can get away and with that. You can you can say you can say wet your pants, but do you want people to know? That's, yeah. that's what I was <laughs> it's, no, probably forget that, people. You can um, say it, but should you? <laughs> and then you know, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of drama. Uh, in it, there's there's a lot of really nice nice heart for, for those people that like like a nice heartfelt story of people developing and people changing and and growth and harmony. Then it's got a bit of that, like like Doctor Quinn Medicine Woman. Yeah, just yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, I I suppose also you know there could be the possibility of a bit of romance involved in there too. Um, <laughs> Is that your story or my story? <laughs> Jenna's, yeah. Jenna's face was just completely nonplussed with, yeah. with that. That was uh, it, it was superb. Yeah, it, it was superb. I I wanted to ask, going back to to the mansion, you're in there for eight weeks. One of the uh, one of the great things about what I saw of the show compared to say the Australian Apprentice is uh, is is rather than our show's funny and theirs is not. Yeah. Yeah, but you know their show could be funny. The, the problem with their show is that they don't have those uh, contestant to camera uh, bits where, where yeah. you're explaining what happened, what you had to do, what what you had, and uh, and they've replaced that with a voiceover by some random dado. It, it uh, makes it more personal, I think. And and what I love about this is we had, we had a, a diary cam that we could go and vent on. And when you're stuck in that situation and you're under all this pressure and stress constantly, um, I, first. When they told me that, I was like, "Don't need diary cam, thank you very much." I'm I'm quite a sane human being, and I can rationalise all my thoughts and feelings. And after about a day, I was bawling my eyes out in the diary cam, going, "I can't do this! Oh my god!" <laughs> What's the problem? It's- not having the out out uh, flow of, of, with your blog, yeah, yeah, yeah being ex- able to exactly it's, um, comments. It's good though having um, your personal time in front of the camera because you get to say your point of view, and Australia gets to know you better personally, and you get. Australia will fall in love with everyone in the house and having your personal time in front of the camera, like people get to know who you are and they get more interested and want to find out more. Yeah. Well, on that, Jenny, you mentioned before how one of the trailers, one of the ads has come on and, and you know, there's a, a clip of you you weren't sort of expecting to see perhaps. And, and we- I look like I'm doing a Leighton Hewitt. Yes. <laughs> I'm on. smarter than I think. And, and we know that uh, reality television is it's heavily edited and, and often quite cleverly edited to try and create storylines and, and, and heroes yeah. and villains and that sort of thing. The American ones particularly. Were you guys frightened about how you might be? Uh, or, I was. Or, I mean, and when you're in the house, do you know how you're going to be coming across? Well, I'm not completely sure how they're like... I'm pretty sure they're going to put out a persona for each person of what they want them to be like. Yeah. But I was very... Um, cautious about what I would say and how it could be cut. Some things I may not have remembered saying, but um, (laughs) most of the time I was pretty cautious about what I said and I tried to put out there that I'm not just 
a beauty like I have brains as well and I can do anything that I set my mind to and that's what I've tried to achieve being on the show mm. I am um, um, yeah I mean you're totally aware of that the whole time and um, to be honest if you put yourself in a situation like that you have to realize the consequences of that like you could be portrayed as however they want you to be portrayed by the the um, you know editing and that sort of thing and but um, you said it so, yeah, I know, I, yeah, but it's how they piece it together. It's all about context. It is. It's about context. You Mind know. you, though, you could have said it and then it could have just been like eight cuts in the middle of it exactly. and it could sound completely and different. Like, suddenly he's wearing a different T-shirt. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> different <laughs> hair Continuity color. errors. Um, but <laughs> I'm, That's what cutaways are for. I yeah. continuity. I am... Um, I I'm a firm believer that um, I don't really care what other people think of me, and and when you go into a situation like that, people are going to relate to you, and other people are not going to relate to you, and you're going to come out with hopefully a, a you know maybe better than a fifty fifty split of people that love you and people that hate you. Yeah, there's going to be and, a lot of haters out there. Yeah, but and, then there'll be a lot of lovers. Too. And if, like like just from the promotion so far, have you had uh, response like from random people on the street? Yeah, yes. apparently I'm the ugliest and dumbest in the house, but that's all right. Who said that? The thing with women, I can, though. I can tell you. I can tell you who I think is the ugliest oh. in the house. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not going to go there. That's but, my point. Corrin, what's with the long face? It's, it's different with, with, um, with the girls because, I mean, they go on the show. The whole point is they're meant to be a beauty. And the first thing you do when I did the same, you pick up the magazine, you open it to the page, you go, there they all are, she's not hot, she's not hot, what the hell is she doing there? And I feel really sorry for them because they're judged on that. They can't pick up the magazine and go, well, he's not very intelligent because, you know, you can't see that on the outside. And um, and, and I don't you really You don't have care. little supers that come up with your IQs. Yeah, as you <laughs> should. But I've, you know, and so a lot of the girls out there are going to attack them and say, oh, well, I should be on there and you shouldn't. And it's just really jealousy and, and it, I've, it's unfortunate. It's, yeah, it's the way people it's- are. Jenna, in, in support of you, I hate those scrags. The, yeah. ones, the ones who say that. I know. Gone. And do you want to know what's yeah. funny? Like, I haven't written anything anywhere about anyone, but it seems so. It's all right that they can be haters. I had fun and I had the most amazing time, you know, and I'm so excited for the show to start. So, whatever. You're, you're my favourite of, of the beauties. Not Is that only, because I'm sitting here? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and but, because I'm but from Melbourne? I smell the best. I think it every day. Like, I'm <laughs> always looking at Jenna and just going, oh, you're so goddamn ugly. You know, it makes me feel sick to my stomach to look at you. Can you just please put a bag on your head or something? Honestly. So you've you've clearly come out of your shell, <laughs> then, Corin. It's uh, the uh, show's, he the show's worked shut for up you. The whole I, show. All I can say is I had the best time of my life, and um, <laughs> he definitely did. And they literally had to, um, you know, when when everything was was done, they uh, they had to unbolt the handcuffs that I'd used to cuff myself to the house. I'm like, I'm not leaving. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask about the uh, the geeks in, in the same way that uh, the beauties are. are uh, it's really easy to judge them on face value. The geeks I found wearing uh, clothes that were possibly a little bit more stereotypically geeky than than the geeks that I'm friends with, mm. uh, but not the geeks that I'm friends with in California. And, and it seemed like a, a more American. Were you told how to dress in in that first episode? Was that a uh, were you told 
acid wash jeans pulled right up to the nipples and <laughs> things like that. With his big, huge white Dunlop. And, uh, and, hey, you know, I like my Dunlops. There's nothing wrong with Dunlops. There's nothing wrong with Dunlops. Okay, you guys can keep wearing them then. Right. Uh, but, That's fine. But like it, 18 pens in, in the pockets and constantly rolling D20s to see whether or not they should go through a door and <laughs> yeah. things, like, things like that. That seemed to be a, a large uh, amount of the, the first time we see the guys the loved it though. Guys loved what they were wearing and I the do. braces and everything. They all I love it. loved and it, it. You know what? I loved it. To you know, we're all smart guys, and um, I, I mean, I'm not a fashionable person. I never have been. I, it's not something I focus on. But um, you know, if uh, it, it was quite fun to the idea of oh, I'm going to you know put some braces on or something like that. Like it's it's sort of it was funny. It's sort of like having a little a little chuckle with yourself, <laughs> but not you know what I mean. Like um, it's. I, I think I, I like the idea of of, uh, of dressing like a geek. So so and you were, so so you were geeking it up for no, the camera. No, I wasn't. I wouldn't say I was geeking it up. Like it's not far from what I would normally wear. But every now and then it was fun just to you know put on put on. Um, Most of the guys dress or, like that though. Yeah, like they love they like. I'd be like, oh my gosh, you're wearing braces, and he goes, yeah, and I love it. I, I actually think there's there is a guy in the first episode who's. I, I don't think this is a spoiler. Jade, if I say he wears braces, uh, but he's he's got this kind of brown braces, uh, blue shirt combination. I think that really works. I was I was really impressed, and I, uh, I I actually said at the time, oh no, he's dressed far too snappy for the others, yeah. far too snappily dressed. I know we were so pissed off about that. We um we 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 <laughs> oh, basically gave him the silent treatment awesome. for the rest of the day because I was like, you're just staging us up. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair enough. No, because he he had a problem. He was like. He was wearing a belt and braces together at one stage, and I was like, "What is your problem?" And he goes, "I have this like, I have this thing where I think my pants are always going to fall down. I need to put on weight." I was just like, "A belt and braces?" It's redundancy. It's a geek thing. It's, it is. You, you need to, you need to have a backup. He loved them though. Absolutely loved them. He <laughs> wanted to wear them all the time, and his beauty was like, "Can you just take them off?" <laughs> like I like I like braces though. I was jealous because I was like. Everyone's got some kooky fashion trademark, and I've got nothing. You got Dunlops. I, well, I had my Dunlops, but then I wasn't the only one with Dunlops. So I we're talking Dunlops. the volleys, just the, the. Oh no, not the volleys! They're like these big chunker things that like. They're, they're my they're my they're my uni shoes because I, I need to be <laughs> tennis comfortable. shoes. Ten, yeah. They're not tennis Dunlops. Yeah, but things. when you're working in a lab, you don't you know you've got to be comfortable, and I'm not you're about in your feet a lot. exactly. Yeah. And I got so Concrete much Concrete floor I got Takes it out of your ankles <laughs> I got so much stick for that And I was like See me on this, 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 this has been Geek footwear <laughs> On box cutters <laughs> Corinne and Jenna I, I want to say thanks so much For coming on to box cutters uh, Beauty and the Geek Starts this Thursday this The 8th of October At 8.30 On channel 7 Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can check it out there and, and, and prob- probably special encore presentations throughout the weekend because that is Ch- Channel 7's way, I'm yeah. sure. They love, they love, uh, they love Channel and 7 love us. And there's uh, heaps of info on the Yahoo 7 website. Uh, Yahoo yeah. 7. And Facebook and as well. Facebook. And, and Facebook. And a lot of us now have our own um, fan, pages. fan pages. Oh, so fantastic. Well, we'll, uh, we'll put links to all of those up on the Box Cutters blog. Corin and Jenna, thank you so much. Thanks You're for welcome. having thank us, you. guys. Are you one of those that follows, 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 follows the ads? Hello, this is Ricardo Montalbano. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. Go down on you. Oh, it feels so good to have a microphone back all to myself. 
Just, just you just can't share. That's all I'm saying. It's, I, I'm not very good at sharing microphones. Six or people, airtime. six people in a studio is not a great approach. No, and and uh, I was Hot, saying, we too. we had in the studio and we referenced her a, a couple of times in that interview. Jade from uh, from Channel Seven who helped set up that interview. So thank you very much for that, Jade. She's quite famous. She, she only has one name now. I yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, she's like Cher. Yeah, yeah. She's Kylie. you know what? She's yeah. a lot like Cher. Lamb chop. She's a lot like Cher, but younger mm. and hotter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you go. I don't buy it. That's I don't buy it for another one. No, 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 no. <laughs> what, what, uh, what are you not buying? Well, I, I don't buy this ad that I've seen on during uh, the baseball on, I think, uh, the Fox channels, the Fox sports channels. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's this guy who's packing boxes up in his garage and his neighbour comes over and the, the exchange goes something like, oh, Dave, are you almost done packing? Yeah, you wouldn't believe how much stuff we actually accumulated. Ah, I know. It's quite a burden, isn't it? Yes. And that's why we've also decided to take out funeral insurance. What? See? That's so not where I thought you were going with that. Right. Neither. Because because I Hey, Dave, what's that donkey doing in your land room? (laughs) Well, it's my beast of burden. And that's why we took (laughs) out funeral funeral insurance. (laughs) And then then Dave says, because, as you know, we're not getting any younger. Hmm. Mm. Because I I thought this was like decluttering service or a a packaging service or maybe just saying, you know, possessions are a burden to yourself. No, no, no. Christian God. It's, you know, it's like, or set fire to your house. I don't know. It, but, but yes, but. It's, no, it's, it's, it's prepared, ad, ad prepared to die and be put in the ground. <laughs> uh, apparently, much like these boxes of belongings. Do I don't, know, I don't, I really do you know, I don't what, buy it. What would work better? Two people on a couch watching a television, looking a bit bored, going, do you, do you feel our life's got stale? Do you think that, you know, we just do the same things all the time? We just watch television. It's all we ever do now. Death is coming. <laughs> 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 we should take out funeral insurance. That that would sell me. Yeah, yeah. I don't buy it. If you watch one thing, hey. Ah, uh, yes, it's the creepy segment. <laughs> still makes where, me laugh. Still, where we tell you if you were going to watch one thing this week. We think it should be this. Or if we were going to watch one thing this week, uh, it would be... This. I, you know what? I don't even understand this segment anymore, John. But <laughs> Box cutters, tell me. If I'm going to watch one thing, what should it Box be? Box cutters organises your life. Well, I, I would say if you're going to watch one thing and you have access to Channel 31, which I notice is not in the Ice TV I guide, noticed that too, yes. Uh, and, uh, and also not in the Foxtel guide. So if you're relying on some kind of PVR... And uh, and electronic program guide to get Channel Thirty One. You're shit out of luck. Well, Foxtel don't rebroadcast Channel Thirty One. No, so it wouldn't no, be the Foxtel PBR. Uh, and uh, and any, anyway, so Channel Thirty One this Thursday uh, at, on the eighth uh, of October, there is a show called Dancing About Architecture. It's the second se- series of Dancing About Architecture. Uh, stars uh, stars. Well, it's it's a panel show. It's not a dance show. It's, it's, it's not a dance show, and it doesn't really have very much to do about architecture. Ooh, so, about is the only word there that's yeah, yeah, yeah. It is about it, it is about stuff, but it like the, the the name might mean dancing like around the topic of architecture. So, you're never actually mentioning architecture. So, what the hell is this show? I what have, is this show? I have no it's not idea. Talking but about it's, the elephant in the room. No, it's just the title. And you picked this on. I, I, pe- I picked it on the title and the people who are in it. Because Who's in it? Clem Basto uh, from Triple uh, R and Gaw- uh, Gawker Australia and, and uh, Age Blogger. And, uh, yes, uh, 
she she's in it. I, I think it's I, I think it's going to be a very entertaining show mm-hmm. on Channel Thirty One this Thursday, eighth of October. So is it all kids or are they grown ups with them as well? Brett, clearly I've already said as much as I know. <laughs> well, you, you were worried that people wouldn't have 31. I've chosen something on lifestyle food. But, uh, <laughs> because I've, I've just been in Tasmania. Uh, Tasmania. No, the other one. New Zealand, our other offshore island. I've just been in New Zealand for, um, for a, a week or so. And, and you, can, you can mock New Zealand. It's quite easy. But one of the things they do have is broadcast television, which is more than I have in North Fitzroy. <laughs> so I ended up watching a bit of uh, uh, the li- a food channel and the food network, which is brilliant. Um, because all the shows have puns. There was a Glamour Puds I really liked. <laughs> and Boy Meets Grill was also very, very good. Um, but this one I ended up watching Ace of Cakes. Ace of Cakes is like Pimp My Cake. It's brilliant. It's, it's this... Oh, oh, have you seen it? it it's... it's um. It's it's more like American Chopper, yeah, uh, of, yeah. of cakes. But it's with this cakes. whole team, of, yeah, yeah, it's excellent. There, there are there are cake shop in I, I want to say Baltimore, which is probably not right, but there's a cake shop that specialises in doing really crazy cakes. And we started watching. This is ludicrous. Let's have a laugh at this. And got really into it because most of the cakes are very expensive sculptural cakes, like the couple who wants a Viking cake for their wedding. So I, I, I saw one that was uh, that, that was uh, I think uh, Wrigley Fields. Chicago's, yeah, Chicago's in, Wrigley in Fields. In cake form. In cake so form. So part of it is the thrill of watching someone recreate that in cake. And the other thing is, of course, the cakes are mostly for things like weddings. So they're actually for quite hugely emotional moments. So there's actually emotional stories in there, which you're not expecting either, when people talk about why they want the Viking cake. And it was a really cool show. Much like uh, some, of the, some of the heartfelt emotion that came through in uh, the real wedding crashes in those weddings. Uh, Simp. No, Brett. Beautiful days. So, I know. I know. That was my pick one week. Real wedding crashes. Yeah, yeah. And then I watched it, and then I never had to watch it ever again. So I say, Ace of Cakes, lifestyle food. It's on Saturdays at nine thirty. If you have Foxtel or the other one that's on Ostar, I think. Possibly. Well, as much uh, noise as I've made about uh, watching Hey Hey It's Saturday last week, I did switch over for uh, half an hour to catch the first episode of Hungry Beast, and I was blown away. Loved it. Um, it this is the new thing from Zapruder uh, on ABC. Wednesday night, 9 o'clock, uh, just after Spicks and Specs. Is that still going on? Yeah, yeah. That just goes all yeah, year, just, doesn't it? It, it keeps going. Yeah, yeah, there's, just, no, there's no standing in front of that one. It's like some battery bunny or, or something, which yeah, sounds like a vibrator, but isn't. Yeah, um, a really, really edgy kind of... Uh, and, and, you know, made by the kids, basically. Yeah, well, it's, it's interesting you should say that, and, and quite a coincidence, Brett, because on the phone right now, we have Mark oh. Fennell from Hungry Beast. Let me just turn him on. <laughs> wow, hey. that's, that's, that's a weird coincidence. I know. <laughs> have you been on hold for, like, I hours, have. Mark I, Fennell? I just thought I was calling up to dial a pizza. This is amazing. <laughs> uh, we, um, we can't deliver to your area. Well, fuck you tonight. <laughs> hey, hey, I've got a question, Mark. I'm going to ask this first. Go on. How does it feel to be on a TV show in which you don't have the worst haircut? <laughs> hey, hey, we've got another nine episodes to go. I could whoop out some amazing oh, things. You, you guys should try to compete because there's already a load of really appalling haircuts on that show and you could, you could try to outdo each other every but week. But still, yeah, Andrew Hansen you know, would it, blow them all away, wouldn't he? It's great because I'm, I'm not even going to compete this time. I, I kind of looked at everyone else and went, there's no point. <laughs> that point, you failed already. And I cried in the corner in a fetal position for a couple of minutes. It was really sad, really, really sad. Now, Mark, t- tell us about the uh, the evolution of of Hungry Beast because uh, the the word on the street from last week's episode is that it's uh, a a horrible mess with really entertaining bits. <laughs> Have you? Yep. Had- no, I, and I would concur with that, by the way, for the record. I think most people around here would concur with that. Um, the evolution of the show is, is a really unusual one, very unusual for an Australian TV show. Basically, 
about two years ago, Andrew Denton and Andy Neal, who's a, TV, a producer who's worked on The Chaser and a whole bunch of things, and he's been around the ABC forever, they approached the ABC with this idea, saying, why don't we do a call-out for young Australian TV-making talent, uh, and I use the term loosely, uh, and see if we can get 19 people to create a topical TV show from scratch. It could potentially be funny, it could potentially be serious. We'll train them up from the ground up. Some people will have a little bit of experience, some people will have no experience, and we'll see how that goes. And so they put out this uh, 25-page questionnaire, or sorry, 25-question uh, kind of application form, and I, uh, I it was working at Triple J at the time. I think we've spoken about that before. And I was the voice of the promo for it on Triple J. And I thought, this is really interesting. This is, un- this is a bit unusual. What th- what's this about? And I started reading the application form. And, I was like, and it was filled with these really interesting questions like, you know, what media celebrity would you bury under 15 tonnes of cement? And what shows do you think work and why? What shows do you think fail at their, their objectives? And, you, you know, I'm like, oh, I can totally answer this. And I'm starting tapping away. And by the time I got to question 11, I'm like, I don't know what this is but I really want in. And so I I finished this thing and I made a video application and whatnot and I sent it in and there was this weird sense of, I don't really know what I've applied for. And it just sent off. And so I got a call back... about two, three weeks later saying, you know, you've been shortlisted, you have to come in for this interview. As far as job interviews go, this is officially the weirdest thing I've ever done. You go in there and you chat to them for 40 minutes. Uh, This is Andrew Denton, Andy Neal, and a woman named Paige Livingston who used to kind of look after ABC2 sort of stuff. Anyway, they start chucking you these questions about if you had to do a story right now, what would you do? You know, if you didn't have your iPhone and you couldn't Google everything, what would you do? And they just chat to you for a bit and then they said, me in front of a camera. Now, they were doing this for 60 other people, so they travelled all around the country in these 60 interviews, and so I'm sitting in front of the camera, and there's, like, kind of cue cards underneath, so basically they're trying to test your, your ability to present TV, and that was all right. Like, I'd, I'd done a bit of that before, so that was that was fine, and then they go, you're now going to throw to an interview with Malcolm Turnbull, and, you know, and they're going, okay, and I do that, and then they go, now, here's the problem. Malcolm's not here. You have to fill for two minutes, and so I ended up, this is the really weird part where I have an out-of-body experience. At some point during this screen test, I started pulling people out of an imaginary studio audience, acting them out. I made them really shit talent. Um, Somehow I ended up getting them to pretend to be Obama and and Gordon Brown of the week of G20. It was all really strange. Anyway, that went well, I think. I've not seen the video. Must have gone well. They gave me a job at the end of it. But after that, they lock you in a room for an hour with a camera and a whole bunch of toys saying you have to make something that's kind of entertaining, a bit creative. Uh, You have to do it in camera, so there's no... You can't edit it. I ended up making some weird mockumentary slash expose on the childhood home of a bikey or something. I don't know. Yeah, Mark, that's a cult. (laughs) That's not actually an interview. Can you actually tell us about how you got the job at Hungry Beast? Oh, (laughs) Oh, you wanted to know about that? Right, that's a totally different story. Uh, that involved a lot of nudity and... Uh, never, never mind. Um, yeah, uh, actually, there was one, one person here who, uh, whose interview, he walked into the interview and apparently Denton said, now, we'd love to interview you, but frankly, we're more interested in interviewing your naked nipples. Uh, I don't quite know why, but that's what happened, apparently. Right, he's an interesting man, <laughs> Andrew Denton. That's all, that's all I can say. That Roman Polanski, he's an interesting man. <laughs> he, he is an interesting guy, actually. I, I really, I've, nev- I've never really... I've never, obviously, I've never really met Andrew before, and it's fascinating to work with because, 
you always assume that the people you see on TV are somehow massively different to how they are in person, that they're, they're just a totally different personality. And the thing with Andrew is he's not. You're used to that kind of witty, urban, uh, urbane raconteur with, you know, who, who can connect to really, you know, heartfelt things, and, and you just expect that's just a script. And then you kind of talk to him and you realise, oh, no... That's what? kind of you. And every time I sit in a chair in a room with him, I expect that I'm going to start crying in the first 15 minutes. <laughs> well, when he's, ta- when he's talking normally, he hasn't got a, a, a squad of 70 researchers behind him. <laughs> no, but he, he's, a, he's a very... Um, he, uh, at risk of sounding like I'm sucking up to my boss, which I know is what this sounds like, uh, he, he is a very, very bright guy. And you kind of you walk in with, with scripts and ideas and you walk out and you look down at your piece of paper going, damn it! It just got so much better by talking to him. How did that happen? <laughs> Can I ask we, you, Mark? We, we, will, uh, we will package that up for you, Mark, and, and send that to Andrew Denton. <laughs> Thank you. Back, on the other thing we were saying, yeah, the, the general consensus is that this is, the show is a weird mess, although Absolutely. generally an entertaining weird mess. Even, even this whole selection of, you know, let's get these you know, newbies and Mark Fennell, <laughs> and, and, and they'll be young, and Dan, and Dan Illick. <laughs> it's like an 80-year-old Dan Illick. <laughs> yeah. it, it seems just every, every level of this show is so random. Yeah, and look, that is, in some ways, there, there are two goals for this show. One of them is to do something that is genuinely interesting and different, and part of the byproducts with that is we're trying a lot of things and as you can see on the first episode some things work some things don't and that's fine that's that's part of the experimenting the other part is uh, I think for the ABC this whole process has been designed as a talent drive uh, and I, again I use the term talent loosely there's nothing worse than referring to oneself as talent because it's just digging yourself a hole but um yeah, I think for them, they, they want to kind of use this as a way of finding new people who would want to build careers within the ABC. So there's kind of a dual goal for them in that sense. Uh, but yeah, you're right, though. The show, and this is, you know, having done a very comprehensive uh, scan of Twitter, which, my God, I'm never, ever going to do again. <laughs> um, the show, the reaction to the show has been really interesting because it's kind of 50-50 from what I can tell. Some people, half the audience just goes, what the hell is this mess? The other half go, it's weird. Weird, but I like it, My and that's fine. Like that's okay because that's that's part of what it is. The, we are trying to do new things, and you know, some things will fail. And we've put that in the press release. Be prepared for some things to fail on air. That's how it's going to be. John and I were talking about uh, about the show before we went to air, and uh, and he was saying the bits that he didn't like, and I was saying, oh no, no I really liked that bit. And uh, and in that, I, th- I think there's like. 10% of this show for everybody. Well, the, the, this was my, my thought about it, was the fact that there's like seven different shows, and the problem is that while two or three of these would be shows I'd happily watch, the other four I don't want to watch. Yeah. And, and I think, and, but it's a different show for each person. So like the, um, the, the opening segment about uh, sending out a sort of bogus press release about gullibility to see how many press uh, organisations would pick it up, I thought was superb, and I was really, really loving that. And even though, even though uh, it had been spoiled the uh, a couple of nights before on Media Watch. Well, but that, 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 the, the Media Watch part became part of the story, though, I actually really liked. And I, yeah. and I thought a show that does that, that actually tries to pull apart this stuff, would be really interesting. But other bits, like the comedy bits, I go, well, I guess the whole show that was these comedy bits I might enjoy. But putting them next to each other, uh, they seem to cancel each other out. I wasn't quite sure how the show can keep going with that kind of scattershot approach. It's- one of the things that we have to really work on, I think, with the show is making the choice of stories uh, 
sit comfortably together and making the links to those stories work because the reality is that is what the show is going to be. It's going to be a mixture of uh, funny and serious. And there was there is a great history to this. You know, if you go back to this day tonight and the times, even in a weird kind of way, you know, serious serious show. And then oh my god, Tim Ferguson. You know, there there is this history to shows that mix serious and funny. What we've got to work on is getting the balance and the flow going well. And look, we'll be honest, there was some really jarring changes in tone in the first episode, and I think that was kind of universally acknowledged in anybody who reviewed or watched the show. But that that's something we're going to have to learn how to make that work. And also, length as well. We Everything, I think, in the show maybe needs to rollick on a little bit faster and things like that. But again, this is this is the idea. I think it, um, the, the show will find its feet, I reckon, about Ep6. But I guarantee between now and then, there are tons of really unusual... I'm just looking at the board of stuff that's coming up in the next couple of weeks, and there are definitely some very fun, strange, and also some really heartbreaking things in the show as well that are coming up that hopefully there's enough in in there that you people will be I- intrigued at least by it and that, that's what we're hoping and, and when we manage to get that flow right i think it'll be a really un- interesting interesting show that really kicks along but right now there's that that shakiness but again that is the point it's, it's a giant experiment on air mm-hmm. can, can i ask uh, about the uh uh the the media watch thing mm. and uh and the, <laughs> let's just call that let's call it that the media watch thing uh media watch said they received uh they received contact from a, a viewer who had done all of this research to discover that it was actually a fake uh, media release well, a fake look report up who had, uh, registered and, the domain yeah and uh uh and so having gone through all of that and uh, and discovering that it was hungry beast my initial reaction was Oh well, clearly someone from Hungry Beast leaked that to to Media Watch so that they could get more publicity. Is that what happened? No, it's really, really not. It's funny because you're not the first person to ask me that. Uh, although, yeah, there's been lots of paranoia about about people within the show doing things because somebody within the show also played a prank on us during the running of that prank, which is another thing entirely. No, it wasn't us, and we would have much preferred it had Media Watch not run that story because uh, their story was essentially our story, which we then recut quite significantly after mm. their story had run. So no, no, nobody within the show leaked it. It was it was a legitimate test of what we thought um, the media would buy. And the reality is there's a 10-page report, and in the report is written the words, all of these facts are made up. If you anybody had read the report, you'd have understood that this was a joke. It's just putting that, you know, it's just testing how much uh, vigorous thinking goes into the things that get written about in the news. But, that was, but that was Mark, actually my favourite thing, I was saying, on that segment. That was my favourite thing in that segment, that it wasn't just a smug chaser-style gotcha thing. The fact that there was actually in the report a thing saying this report is fake. Yeah, like, yeah, it actually was upfront about. As, as a journalist, though, I don't have time to read a report. I'm the- going to take the media release, get some intern to type it in, put my name on it, yeah. and publish it. But that's that's Hungry Beast's point, though, isn't it? Yeah, that that is- oh, that's exactly the yeah. point. Thank you, Josh. Well done. <laughs> Love how you set that up. That's nice. Well now, what, while we are on. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a coincidence because we have right here a journalist who. No. <laughs> Speaking of the chaser. <laughs> Um, uh, Were we? This, this has got to uh, chase a style stunt. Um, this has got to be some sort of world record uh, in uh, generating controversy mm. uh, for pulling a chase a style uh, stunt uh, before it happened. Ha- hang on, hang on. No, I, I, I'm going I'm to answer for you here. here Mark, there's another show that's done it in less than one show. Yeah, John Safran's first ABC show did it without actually even going to air. Should we, so, should we just explain existed. to the listener who actually has no idea what we're talking about? Basically, there's a, there's a trailer 
on the end of the first episode of Hungry Beast for a sketch with Dan Ellick in it in the next show, which is which already... Which is a promo, by the way. I wanted, it was yeah, exactly. That was one of my questions. Yeah, yeah we're going to... It's one of the things we wanted to do, a la Arrested Development, which is have fake coming up promo. Exactly the reference Because that, that, that is the entirety, isn't it? The piece we yeah. saw with Dan yeah, Ellick. that was it. That, was that, all that is the entire joke. And yet it led to complaints uh, about... Yeah. What a freaking stick in the mud Liz, Liz, uh, Liz Ellis is. No, no, no. no she no, found no, it funny. No, no, no. Liz Ellis... Liz Ellis is a champ. See, what it was, Nepal Australia put out a thing saying we're, we're really disgusted. Liz Ellis then put out a press release that afternoon going, I'm out playing golf. That's how offended I am. <laughs> <laughs> so Liz Ellis is a champ. It's, uh, but, you know, we did we did uh, like Media then... Watch on Monday. I got engaged on Tuesday. We had a premiere on Wednesday. Friday we were on ACA. I don't know what the hell I was doing on Thursday. You got wow. engaged? You are uh, a Media Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, congratulations. This is like the conversation we had on my birthday when I said, it's my birthday, but I'm not fishing. <laughs> well, I got engaged and fuck you, I am fishing. Oh, congratulations. And congrats to, uh, to uh, your lovely now fiancé. Yes, thank you. I wasn't really fishing. I was... Just, yeah, wow, I really seem like a twat now, don't I? <laughs> this is the second show in a... In, this is two weeks running that Josh has mentioned his birthday. So that's, you know... Oh, yeah, Matt, you want I, to know the worst thing? My dad texted me and went, just so I'm clear, you're getting engaged to Maddie. That's not a hungry beast host. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dad, this is why we don't talk. Now, Mark, just taking it back to the show. Uh, <laughs> thank I, you, Brad. Somebody had to. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that I heard reported on ABC Radio that uh, ABC TV had released a statement saying we're pulling the segment from next week's show. And oh, really? we won't, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they right. had they had announced that they were pulling the segment that didn't exist. That's hilarious. That's yeah. bizarre. Well, yeah, I, I'm, I can't say I'm across exactly what press releases ABC Publicity put out, but that's, um, that doesn't entirely square with what's going on in the show itself, put it that way. Uh, Mark, we, we look forward to the uh, future nine episodes yeah. of Hungry Beast. Can I... Can I yes, I, yes, I, just, Brad, I just did Brad. want to point out uh, from the first episode, I think for me, I was I was really taken aback by the power of uh, the the bit done by Elmo Keep and whoever that was that she was doing it Jeff, with. Jeff Mendes. Which, which was uh, talking to a, a uh, soldier's widow from Afghanistan and, and his mother. Yeah, Brett Hill, uh, who died in Afghanistan, uh, his, his mother and his wife, and they were really... It, it's a really hard thing to tell that story on camera at the best of times, and on a show like ours, uh, that must have been even harder when we kind of explained to them what the show was. And that story... The, the interview with them is really heartbreaking. And there's another interview with another family, uh, the family of Benjamin Ronaldo, who was the most recent soldier killed in Afghanistan. He's on the show this Wednesday. Um, and they've been really great about sharing their stories. And I think part of the motivation behind that is, you know, we see these stories about these deaths, and there's been 11 deaths so far of Australian soldiers in Afghanistan. We see the headlines, we see it coming in the news, and we just wanted to meet the people who those headlines affect and we wanted to get some humanity into those stories and again it's not necessarily something that you can't see anywhere else it's just that we wanted to get that side of the Afghanistan war in, in the show still, and these people were really good about sharing it with us Still though Mark, I, I, I don't think it's appropriate that uh, in those interviews then Dan Ehrlich runs in, drops his jokes <laughs> and runs away <laughs> Yeah, we've been trying to stop him doing that but fuck, he moves fast But is there is there a certain irony that uh, it seems that Andrew Denton on Enough Rope was the one to... Uh, to make all of his subjects at the halfway point cry, and then it oh, seems that dear. it seems the commercial networks have taken up from that, and it's all about making their subjects cry so the the viewers will cry. To then have 
Denton producing yeah. a show that has, See, a, has Josh, a segment Josh where Josh was trying to wind up and then the Brett had to bring this up and now I feel I need to add that that segment for me did not work at all yeah, in that right. show I loved it because I was going this is a current affair to me there was no difference between that no, segment no, and a current affair what, what was the difference what, it was like let's all boo it wasn't, it and wasn't, a terrible story it's like your was, husband's dead how do you feel yes it was that's exactly extreme what it was extreme close up for the tears that's exactly no, what no, it was it, it was entirely less no you're completely wrong if I could just get in the way it's a coincidence that we're talking about this because we've got Mark Fennell on the phone. Wow! <laughs> I was just going to say, I think this is good though. I think it's good that there's some discussion about what works and what doesn't. And John, I think you are right. I think that there is a show, I think within this show there's at least 10% for everyone. Um, what we've got to work out is how we ease everybody to being re- receptive to all of those different elements. And yeah, we definitely received a lot of criticism for having that in the middle of the show. And we then had a lot of criticism for what we ran after the show, which was after that, that segment, which was uh, a, a segment we have called Versus, which was about, all about pandas and whether we should make them extinct. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. I've forgotten that bit already. Yeah. Well, again, some people... It's actually the thing that has had the most response, the panda sketch. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, and it's it was, a joke. I, I know, but it, you know what's interesting about it is it, it tends to cut down age lines, I've noticed. I get... A lot of people kind of under the age of about 18 who absolutely think it's the best thing ever and they want Fuck Pandas t-shirts. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm not kidding. And then a whole bunch of people went, what the hell was that crap? I thought it was long. That's what I remember yeah. thinking. <laughs> I, uh, long. I, I think the way you and the, and the Hungry Beast team should, should look at all this criticism is if somebody comes up to you and says, oh, I really hated this bit... It means they liked the rest of the show. <laughs> I think well, that's the glass half full kind of guy. <laughs> uh, Mark, you know, well, congratulations on both the show and your engagement to the lovely Maddie. Thank you. Uh, and uh, and we will uh, we will take Brett's advice and watch Hungry Beast at nine pm on Wednesday night on and, ABC One. And then, by all means, feel to hop on. Feel free to hop onto the web and say all the things that you've been saying now, because it helps us. It helps conversation about the show, and it, it makes us better to have this discussion. Although the best, best bit of advice I've gotten from anybody so far is don't accept advice from anybody who writes their advice in less than 140 characters. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good. good that's very yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. And uh, 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 an engaging website uh, with a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes footage and stuff. Well, behind-the-scenes footage, but also there's new actual stories going live every day so it's not just oh. you know it's not just a tv show and then they put the stories on the web there are new stories because we've got a whole team of web reporters in addition to us tv reporters who are doing new stuff every single day uh, on on the website as well so it's quite a living breathing hungry that's piece. phenomenal i can't believe i just said I, ca- that. I can't hey. believe you said that either no we're cutting him off <laughs> <laughs> mark thanks so much for joining us it was a pleasure as always hey um when i cast my pod it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. Oh. I'm still stunned that uh, you managed to get Mark Fennell on the line. Uncanny, isn't it? Yeah. You are very talented. Yeah. Very talented. Those pigeons, they did their work. Yeah, and, and at what speed? Hey, here's a quick ponder for you just while we're in the, in the pork realm. Mm. Um, uh, uh, I, I prefer uh, the long ones. Okay. The, the the question which I tried to ask um, uh, Corinne and Jenna before uh, sort of a couple of times and never got there was still is like, why the hell would you go on a reality TV show? And, and, and it didn't really have an answer. And I kind of had this feeling as we went on that there's possibly a generational thing going on in which to them, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you? you? Yeah, I actually have this weird feeling now that it's like, 
well, you know, everyone ends up on one eventually. It's like, like you know, going on Facebook. You end up on a reality TV show. It might just be that, that there's a thing now that rather than me going, it just seems a horribly kind of public humiliating thing to put yourself through. However, I think that you need to consider who we were just speaking to and there were people that have gone on there. I don't think it's it's a generational thing necessarily. But, but I mean, but because no, there, there are a lot of people of their age that wouldn't want to. Sure, but it wasn't even like I mean, the two of them weren't going. Oh yeah, it's it's a desperate attempt to get fame, yeah. or it's it's it's. Like, it was just kind of very. So, like, oh, so we as, thought as it'd be interesting, and different we as they were, well, yeah, as yeah. diverse, they both had that that common love for wanting to let Australia know how fantastic Jenna well, is. This, <laughs> this is the thing. Like Jenna is going back to her job as uh, as as a flight attendant, mm. and. Uh, and that's, I think that's kind of like the modern, the modern way. It's I'm taking some time off. I'm going to go on this show, and I'm just going to go back to my yeah, life. They both seem to be approaching it more just as an interesting life experience, rather than uh, as I think in some early years it was a, a desperate kind of. Well, I'm going to be famous once I've been on Big Brother, and I think kind of everyone's now aware that that doesn't really happen anymore. We've passed Unless through Blair. that. Or, or it's. I oh know it's going to make a horrible joke. Horrible no, but yeah, and I, joke. I just thought it was fascinating. Like Chrissy, but yeah, your breakfast. But the two of them, yeah, basically were going, you know, just thought it'd be interesting. Ah, thing. So we did it. Ah, yeah, yeah, very interesting. You done? Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> no, no, He's I just so bitchy I today. Know, and that brings us to I the end. I didn't, of I, didn't <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. It was just that I was saying, Chrissy, who, who was she a winner of Big Brother one year? Uh, who does Vega breakfast here oh, with Dick Owen? Run, run, run up, I think. Um, in Sydney, Vega have cut their celebrity, their, their personality uh, hosts for breakfast. They they're having people that are strictly going to back and out or forward and out and do time calls and have nothing else. Um, uh, the fat Tony Squires and the chick and the other guy that's doing it with oh, them. Tony Squires um, from the fat, not, <laughs> not the fat Tony Squires. Oh, take it either way. It's all word association I was, football. I thought it was someone else that I was trying to think of. Who is the fat Tony Squires? Oh, no, that's Tony Rebecca Squires. Wilson okay. and uh, uh, I can't think of the guy's name. Can I, can I just say, it's uh, it's not even... Po- in the same way that sometimes that's we have... We it's have, not TV. No, no, I'm saying... But it did come up in conversation. It's not even pork... <laughs> Because it's of absolutely no interest whatsoever that Vega are yet again in changing Sydney. their whatever. Because <laughs> Melbourne their Vega are going quite well. It doesn't matter. Melbourne Vega are being Triple M. And that brings us to the end of Box That's Cutters really episode 198. I want to say thanks so much to Corin and Jenna from Beauty and the Geek for coming in and talking to us. And thanks also to uh, Jade Walker from Channel 7 for helping set that up. I'm astounded they didn't just sack Tony Squires when the afternoon <laughs> simulcast didn't work between Melbourne and Sydney. thanks so much for uh, Mark Fennell. To, to Mark Fennell for joining us on the phone. Uh, Mark Fennell is on Hungry Beast, Freaking which is awesome on... Which, shut the to hell up! No, for awesome God's to, sake! Awesome to talk to Mark. Thanks, Mark, for, for joining us on the show. In a couple of months, when he has more time, after they've done with the, uh, the series, it'd be great to have him in. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. I'm John Richards. And you I- said enough, properly. <laughs> and hey... I continue to be Brett properly. Do you like it like no! that? No! Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. <laughs> Box 
Box Cutters thanks 3RRR, whose studios we use to record this podcast pretty much each and every week. Find them on the web at rrr.org.au or 102.7 FM if you're in the Melbourne metro area. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go onto the iTunes Music Store or anywhere else you find us and leave a review. It will help other people find Box Cutters and then they can enjoy it too. Email us at hooray at boxcutters.net or via SMS on 0458 288 837. That's 0458 Cutter. You know, John, except for that last bit where Brett was uh, kind of talking over and I was trying to finish the show. Mm-hmm. I think that, that was a pretty good show. It was, it was. And I feel really, really good about myself and I feel good Josh, about the show that we've just done. A lot of yeah. people like that. So, yeah, so uh, that's why I thought I might read you this. It's come through the contact form through the website. Oh, is it, is it fan, fan yeah, mail? Yeah, a bit of fan mail's come through. Oh, great. Uh, so, it's a, it's a contact from your lame as the person's name. The, oh, that's an unfortunate <laughs> name. Yeah, yeah. The message is... I can't believe you cunts are still doing this shitty show. I used to listen to this crap a couple of times, like three years ago. I think it sucks dick. Eat my shit. That's from lame at getfucked.com. Ah, <laughs> oh, I don't feel so good about the show anymore. Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Gutters.